If you are ready to change the way people experience the transition to parenthood, you've come to the right place. On this podcast, we interview postpartum professionals, academics and researchers, as well as parents with unique perspectives on postpartum. Whether you've been working with new families for decades or are brand new to postpartum care, we'd love you to join us. I'm your host, Julia Jones. Today on the podcast, I invited one of my students, Antonia, who is a doula in Canberra. And I invited her on the show because she is actually brand new. And recently we've been interviewing some much more experienced doulas, doulas with 10, 20, 30 years of experience. And sometimes when you're just starting out, that can just feel too impossible and too far in the future and too much like a fantasy. So I thought Antonia's had incredible success in a very short time. And I've really been impressed by, um, yeah, the way that she's gone about things. So I thought it would be useful to bring someone on who's just at the beginning of her doula journey um, for people who, who might find that more relatable. So Antonia, do you want to introduce yourself? Sure. Um, thanks, Julia. So I'm Antonia and I'm a postnatal doula in Canberra. And my business name is Peaceful Postnatal, and my mission um, is really to support mothers in Canberra to overcome the challenges of the postnatal year so they feel calm and confident and connected to their communities. That's great. And how long have you been doing this for? Because even in your intro, you already sound very confident and sure of, of what it is that you do. Well, it's kind of funny because when I think about how long I've been working as a doula, it's about a year now when I started the business and I started training with you um, and I also trained with um, Birth Arts International, um, the postpartum doula training. But I think it's really been five or six years in the making because when my first child was born and I had... I was completely obsessed with, with the birth and with my pregnancy, like so many women are. And then I had a very challenging postnatal experience. And so that really planted the seed. And I remember even when I was kind of still in, in the depths of the, the darkness of that time, speaking with friends and saying, well, wouldn't it be really nice if there were more support for this period? And wouldn't it be really nice if we had someone to, to come in and help us with these things? And and just take the load off and be a listening ear. And I didn't actually know at that time that there was such a thing as a postnatal doula. I had heard of birth doulas, but I didn't know that it was a job that existed. So I was kind of just, I thought I was just making up a role and, and it was still very much in this, well, wouldn't it be nice if someone else did that? And then um, in the last sort of two or three years, um, as my children have gotten older, so I've got a, a six-year-old and a four-year-old, I started really feeling the pull to do it myself. And so as I started looking into what, um, what sorts of trainings were available and, and how I could really do it, that's when I came across um, Newborn Mothers Collective and I immediately latched on to you because a lot of what you were saying just spoke to me. It just really connected with with my heart and and I felt like yes she's really articulating what I want to do and the things that I've been kind of reaching for um and most specifically the idea of 
not bombarding a, a newborn mother with advice and not um, telling her what to do, but giving her space to figure out the answers herself and and feel safe to reach within herself for the answers and make mistakes and and um, and trust her own inner wisdom. Um, so that was a really roundabout way of answering that question. So I've been um, interested in doing this work for about the last five years, but it's only in the past year that I've actually made the leap and started my own business. Um, and I joined Newborn Mothers Collective um, around the time that I actually started the, the business. So early 2017. And you know, for someone who's really only actually started a business a year ago, I think you've done incredibly well. So can you tell me a little bit about your success so far and also maybe how come you think that you've had these successes? What, what challenges have you overcome and what have you learned along the way? I think the biggest challenge for me was the feeling that I'm not enough or, or that I have to learn all of these skills. I have to be really experienced. I have to know everything, um, which is a lie. And it, it's a lie for everyone. It, it's, it's not true for newborn mothers. It's not true for anyone who's starting a business. And I really quickly realized this. And it was a huge relief um, when I realized I, I didn't need to be perfect. I didn't need to be the most experienced person on the block. I didn't need to, to have all the answers. Um, and... So I think what helped me overcome that challenge was, one, joining the, the Newborn Mothers Collective um, and, and getting all that support from you and from that wonderful group of, of doulas and, and other women um, who are not doulas but are, are in that community, um, and then also joining the, the Newborn Mothers Mastermind. Um, and then I think really the, the other thing was that in um, my own local community, so here in Canberra, as soon as I started reaching out and connecting with other professionals who are um, working with women um, kind of in, in similar ways, but not necessarily as, as doulas, but as soon as I started connecting with like-minded professionals, the response was very positive and they were very supportive. And so I started to realize that I'm not in this alone and I, I don't need to be... Um, I don't need to be anything other than what I am because I'm surrounded by this incredible supportive community of people who are all working with women in, in slightly different ways and who have different specialties, um, but have been very, very supportive of, um, of my work. Yeah, I love it. You, you really are excellent at, at connecting. And I know that that whole village building and, and community kind of piece has been really big for you. And since you are fairly new, and I know, I know you definitely have some clients, but you don't have heaps of clients yet. So what does your daily or a week, let's say, what does a week in your life um, look like? Um, well, if, um, if I'm going to see a client, then I will usually try not to do anything else that day because... I don't want to feel rushed or busy or, or like I'm kind of ticking off the hours. So I might go for um, a walk in the morning or, um, or do something kind of relaxing. Um, and then I'll go and see my client. And depending on what her needs are, 
for the day, um, we might spend some time together talking about challenges that are coming up. Um, and there are usually things that are very specific to each woman. I guess there are, there are some common things like sleep deprivation and exhaustion, isolation. But then I was, I've been really interested to find out that um, women often have a really deep, um, their, their identity is, is really deeply connected to some particular um, um, principle or um, oh, what am I trying to say? Like, like, a, like a concept um, that most people might not even associate with postpartum. Like I spoke with a, a woman the other day and she um, was saying that she has a yearning for adventure and that was, <laughs> which is not something that you associate with the postpartum period at all, but that was really specific to her. And then another woman um, found out that she had um, one of her, her things that she really needed to stay sane and just feel human and feel herself was that she loved completing little productive tasks, not necessarily baby related or, or mother related, but she liked um, doing something, whether it was around the house or something artistic or creative and being able to start and complete a task, which is something that's really hard to do when you have a, a newborn baby. So I love um, kind of um, noticing when those things come up. And so with, within a visit, we might um, brainstorm some ways that they can, um, they can make that kind of thing happen in their life. Um, and then I'll also do um, a lot of practical support, like um, folding laundry and, and cooking and um, prepping vegetables and, and things like that. Um, and I'm also, I also provide um, breastfeeding support. I'm training with the Australian Breastfeeding Association now. So um, I'm able to link women up to, um, to more experienced um, breastfeeding counselors and lactation consultants, but there's a lot of one-on-one um, -on -one support that I can, I can provide on my own as well. Hey there, I'm interrupting this podcast to let you know that if you are really enjoying this episode, then you'll really enjoy Newborn Mothers Collective too. The Collective is online postpartum training and professional development with over a thousand students from 40 different countries around the world. Wherever you are in your postpartum career, taking your first step or with decades of experience, if you feel a deep calling to work with new families during this life-changing transformation, Newborn Mothers Collective is for you. Learn more over at newbornmothers.com and enjoy the rest of the show. Um, so then, then usually by that, by the time I've seen a client, it's time for me to go and pick up my kids from school. Um, so that, that would usually be the end of that day. And, and then I'll usually, when I get home, um, in the evening, I'll write up my notes from that visit. And if there's something that, um, that I told my clients I was going to research or that I wanted to, to follow up um, with her. Like if she set an intention, I might send her an email um, just reminding her about the intention that she set and giving her some practical um, um, tips to, to get there. Um, if I don't have a client, then I try and organize my day so that I'm breaking it up a little bit um, between tasks where I'm sitting down and things where I'm moving around because I find that I 
just get really, I get really in my head and I get really kind of lethargic and um, unproductive if I sit down for too long. So um, I might work on my website or do some admin stuff or um, um, set up um, systems. Like right now I've been looking for um, um, a good um, payment system. Um, and then I might um, do some cooking, um, practice cooking some meals or um, practice other skills, um, just kind of little things like that. And often, this is kind of funny, but I've, I've been noticing that on my, on my work days, I schedule in a lot of self-care um, because I noticed that if I didn't, I was starting to get a, a little bit... Um, just too much in my head, um, like I mentioned before. So today, um, after I dropped off the kids at school, I came out here to the National Arboretum and I sat in the cafe with my laptop um, and I was actually working on um, some stuff for my website and just looking over the view, which is, which is amazing. And then I um, walked down here to the uh, Cork Oak Forest where we're doing this podcast. So I try and weave those, those moments of relaxation and being out in nature and being surrounded by beautiful things. I try and weave them into my workday so that there's not, I guess, so there's not a division between, you know, this is work time and this is um, leisure time um, because, I don't know, it just felt really right to do that. And it's something that's been working really well for me. Um, and I also do a lot of my best thinking when I'm walking. So I'll go for really long walks and I'll take my, um, um, my phone with me and I'll just record ideas for blog posts as I'm walking along or I'll record, um, little insights that, that pop up in, in ways that I can change the services that I offer or ways that I can, um, kind of tweak, um, my workshop scripts and things like that. So I just, I do a lot of walking and I do a lot of recording of the things that are going on in my head. Um, so yeah, that's kind of the way that I work and, and um, what a typical day might look like. I love it, Antonia. That's just so inspiring. And one of the things that's really inspired me most about working with you is the way that you have really found what works for you. And, and I love that you really do things your way, you know, your strengths, you know, what, you know, you know what you should be avoiding. And, um, and I think that's definitely really helped you with your, um, with your success. Do you have any sort of tips for other doulas if there are other or any other postpartum professionals if they're kind of thinking like you they might be in that stage you were saying you had a few years before you actually started where you're thinking am I ready what do I do what are my next steps I'd like to do this but I'm not sure how um you know what are your tips for people who are just getting started um just start talking to people as soon as you have the idea that this might be um, something that you might like to do or an, an area that you might like to, to work in. Don't wait until you've got it all figured out. Start talking to people. Start reaching out to people in your community. Go to yoga classes and chat with the yoga teachers. Um, if you had a um, midwife or if you did um, uh, childbirth preparation classes with someone that you really connected with, 
just um, send them an email and, and ask if you can get together for a chat. You don't have to have a business idea. You don't have to have a plan. You don't even have to know if this is an area that you definitely want to work in, but just start chatting with people because you're going to build those connections and you'll also get really good practice for chatting with your future clients because it's much easier to chat about your work with people who kind of already know um, the field and, and the language and who are already supportive of you. So you, you just get that practice in, in talking about yourself and talking about your work um, and you're starting to become part of a community and grow your own village um, so it doesn't feel so isolating. I love it. Thank you so much, Antonia. Do you have anything else you want to share? Um, just that one of the other things that I've learned in doing this work is that you can feel fear and anxiety and still do it. I think um, a lot of times in, in my life, I have let those feelings stop me. And fear is, is really important and it is really useful to listen to. But sometimes we need to listen to it and, and realize that, yes, there is something dangerous and fear is trying to protect us. And sometimes we need to listen to it and then speak back to it and say, thank you for trying to protect me. Thank you for trying to keep me safe. But I have the strength to do this and I, I have the ability to, to feel this and do it anyway. And then you just move through it and the fear comes with you. Um, and that was something that I didn't know before I started doing this work and, and it's been really, really powerful and, and it's really set me free to, um, to do things that I never thought were possible. I love it. I absolutely love it. Thank you so much for sharing your thoughts and particularly that last idea of, of fear. I think you're right that so many people let that, that hold them back. And I had a great analogy that um, it's like you have a fire alarm in your brain and often the fire alarm goes off just because of a bit of smoke because you've been mm. burnt some toast. So it's kind of up to you as an adult, you know, and the person who is in control of your brain just to let your brain know, you know what, you don't need to freak out about this. We're going to do it anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love that. And it's really good role modeling also because the population that we're working with as doulas, that's one of the things that they are doing every single day is facing their fears and overcoming them, whether it's fears around childbirth or fears around the postpartum period, fear of being alone, fear of depression, fear of anxiety, fear of not being able to get their baby to sleep. So if we, if we can show up in our own fear and, and hold that space for them, that's really powerful. And we can't, we can't walk, we can't guide another woman along a path that we haven't walked ourselves, I think, in terms of, of showing up. And so to, to be able to hold that space and, and to, to model um, moving through fear is really important, I think. Thank you so much, Antonia. It's been really lovely having you on the podcast. And tell me, where can people find you? at peacefulpostnatal.com.au. Excellent. And Antonia's in Canberra. Thank you so much. Here at Newborn Mothers, we believe that every family has the right to high quality postpartum care. If you want to join us, learn more at newbornmothers.com. And if you like this podcast, we'd really love you to leave us a five-star review and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.